Howdy friends, welcome to Experience Design with Tony Dosat. I happen to be Tony Dosat. If this is your first time tuning in or you're back for more, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now, some housekeeping. This podcast is ad-free and my plans are to keep it that way. However, I do want to tell you about something. Over and over again, I get questions in my DMs like, how do I become a UX designer? Or how do I get hired as a UX designer? Or I don't know why I'm not getting hired, etc., etc., etc. You get the idea. Well, never fear. I am creating a course for all of you UX design hopefuls out there. It hasn't launched yet, obviously. But I am running a special little promotion for all of you listeners. If you head over to HiredUX.com, H-I-R-E-D-U-X.com, and pop in your email address, you will be the first to know about the launch, and you'll get 50% off the entire course price. Now then, with that out of the way, let's just jump into this week's conversation. My guest today is a designer, talent manager, and entrepreneur. He is the founder of Hustle Matters, a digital marketing and communications parent company specializing in branding and design, celebrity appearances, and apparel for today's do-it-yourself generation. It is my pleasure to have on the show today and introduce to you Aaron Coney. What's up, man? Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Tony. It's a... It's an honor to be here. You know, I follow you. I follow your content. You have some awesome designers on. So I'm glad to be one of them now. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. It's interesting, this whole internet thing, because I, I've i been introduced to people and found people that would have never had been possible without this internet. And I sound like some kind of old fogey. This internet. Anyway, <laughs> and I saw your content and I was like, this guy's really cool. He's got something going on. <laughs> I want to have him on the show. Anyway, I want to start with, you're a designer, you're an entrepreneur, and then you have this, I don't even know if hustle matters is your side hustle or if graphic design is your side hustle. Or do you consider it all just one big hustle circle? I'm trying to get it to to be one big hustle circle. I kind of adopt that that Warren Buffett mentality of you have to have multiple streams of income. So I don't try and limit myself. I think earlier in my career, I was trying to be the quintessential graphic designer. And when opportunities that were non-traditional were presenting themselves, I kind of was still trying to fit it in this mold. And then one day I was like, man, you're unlike a lot of people, you have this the social aspect and and these connections that a normal graphic designer sitting behind a computer doesn't have. Mm. And then you have this design and this creative mind that a lot of, you know, talent managers and agents and people don't have. So like don't, you know, let's not limit ourselves here. And then, you know, I do I just whatever I want to do, I kinda do it. So um for me, hustle matters is the main thing if that's if that's what I'm giving my attention to or if there's some type of launch or event that we have coming up that'll be where my focus is and then other times like right now I'm working with Disney and being amongst you know some amazing animators and artists and designers and presenters and just people just learning how that company runs and just actually that 
section of a, a huge company, you know. Yeah. I don't even get to go in the Marvel building. They like my my scanner won't work to go in that building. It's crazy. <laughs> they, <tried. laughs> they treat each building like a like a different company. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you tried. You're trying to go rogue. <laughs> I'm trying to shoot my shot. Marvel is <laughs> that's my end game, okay? When people are like, what made you want to do like graphic design things of that nature? Like when I started I wanted to be design movie posters and, and billboards and oh, art cool. direction for superheroes and that type of movie would be where I would want to live in. So for me, I'm like, oh, I'm just a building away. <laughs> <laughs> Let's back up a little bit. And I want to hear about how did you get into design? What's your background? I've always been an artist since I was a little kid. Um, and my brother and I were always better than your average kid. Yeah. And so like even at recess, like in kindergarten, first grade, kids would like crowd around my desk and watch me draw and like sit there and ask me, draw Wolverine. I would draw Wolverine and give it to him, draw so-and-so and give it to him. And it was like a thing. And so my parents had always instilled this entrepreneur mindset in me. and. As I got older, I just started merging the two. I used to draw oil pastels and sell them to adults and my teachers and my friends' parents and things of that nature. And I was in college when graphic design came around. I decided I was going to do advertising because it was the most creative, you know, business major I could get. Mm. Um, but I, I wasn't focusing on on graphic design. And one day I saw, you know, Michael. You know Michael Jordan's logo. Oh, yeah. Like the Jumpman logo, exactly. I saw that, and then I realized Kobe Bryant had one, Shaq had one, D-Wade had one. All these guys have these cool silhouette logos. I'm like, I want one, right? <laughs> so I opened up Microsoft Paint, Yep. and I made myself one. And every time you open that file, it rasterizes and flattens, and it, w it was taking me forever to get this done, but I did it, had my name on it and everything. And I showed my friend, he was like, this is pretty good. He was like, how long did it take you to do this? And I was like, you know, a few days. He was like, you could have did this in an hour on Photoshop. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he got me a pirated a bootleg copy of uh, Photoshop for me. I kid you not, that night, I was up until, uh, I remember, I was up until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning just messing around with the toolbar, just fixated. I was enhancing that logo, adding filters to it, just exploring, and it opened up my mind. That's really when it started for me, man. And I was in 2007. Man, the the amount of people just like you, like myself, that had those bootleg copies of Photoshop. <laughs> we owe our whole careers to it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I literally owe my career to Adobe. Oh, I mean, hopefully they're not listening and come knocking on my door, your door. They, I pay for it now, so I mean, well, yeah. hey, just consider it like a free trial. An <laughs> <laughs> long, elongated free trial. So you said that your parents instilled the hustle mentality into you. Talk about that. Where did that come from in them? To be honest, I was talking to my dad about this recently. Um, I definitely got it from him. And I think even down to DNA, like I believe that it's like a hustle gene inside of me. He worked his his face off. He worked in corporate America. So he was a, a, a corporate buyer for Chrysler for 18 years. Mm. And then a side hustle was 
flipping houses, essentially. He owned a company called Casey Investment Group. Yep, he would buy properties all over Detroit on a mission to beautify Detroit. He would buy them for cheap. Uh, He was a licensed contractor, so he would have a small team of people and he would rebuild the house, flip it, sell it for, you know, four or five times what he paid for it. And he would do this like every day. He would go to work a full day and then from there he would go to the east side of Detroit or west side of Detroit and work until 10 o'clock at night and then get home really late you know what I mean and on the weekends he would make me go with him (laughs) and so um so I really got that just watching him walk his talk he would tell us to be an entrepreneur but he was actually doing it in his own right as well and so that was a big one for me and then my mom on the flip side she was just in my ear about what entrepreneurship was and showing me great people in life and how they kind of were entrepreneurs and she was like even take your dad i'll never forget this i was in first grade and she was like explaining it to me at the first grade level and she was like your dad works for chrysler right i'm like yeah and she was like so the person that owns chrysler has a pie and she was like he gives your dad and a bunch of other people little tiny slices of the pie but he gets to keep the majority of the pie he was like now would you rather get a tiny slice of the pie or the big part of the pie. And I was like, the big part. And he's like, that's entrepreneurship. That's a really great way to put it, especially for a, a kid, you know, and it really instills that. You ever have any friends around that aren't quite as tapped into that hustle life that throw shade or that, or any haters or things? Like, how do you, how do you combat that? Do you think it's a jealousy thing or or they just don't have that self-awareness? What is it? Um, I think it's a, a combination of both. Um, I, I definitely experienced that. I think I really got the brunt of it in college because I really tapped in to that hustle and that focus. I was in college for like five and a half years. And I would say after my first two, two and a half years, I kind of fell back from the partying and the social aspect of it and really tapped into design. And and so like on Friday nights, I would be in my room, like working, like doing stuff either for fun or for local businesses. People would be calling, like, come on, come on, man. And I got a lot of flack, you know, for just finding something that I was that dedicated to. And I think a lot of people hadn't found their way yet. Or so when people don't know what they're passionate about or when they're their future doesn't seem as clear as yours. I think it can be, you just build a little resentment, whether it's intentional or not. Um, and especially when you see people flourishing at that and yeah. seeing everybody on Instagram seems to have it together. So it's like, when you see someone that really seems to have it together, I just, I don't know if you're not where you want to be in life. It's just a hard pill to swallow, I guess. So let me ask you, do you have it together? I, I like where I'm at, put it that way. And when you take, the money is always up and down, but I'm very aware of what I spend my money on. So yeah. I'm okay with my losses. Like when I get something and I invest it into to podcasting equipment or into design equipment, or if I know that I'm taking a risk on a client and flying him out here myself, because I know, we're, you know, there's, there's certain things that I, I take risks on. So I'm very aware of that stuff. And like, for me, I get a bunch of money I started Hustle Matters I'm like this is what that was for so whereas a lot of people are like oh, wouldn't you want to be sitting on X amount of money well 
yeah, if I'm wasting it, yeah, I would right. rather be sitting on it. But if I'm doing what I'm building my empire, building my company, I'm cool with that. So outside of that, yeah, man, I got a good relationship with my girl. She really supports me, holds me down. My family's there for me. My circle of people help and support me and want to see me win. And so when I look at that stuff, I'm like, yeah, I have it together and I'm I'm doing what I love. And even when I'm working at a company and I'm not huge on working for other people, but when it's a, a situation like you get to work for Disney, like I love going to work every day. Yeah. And I've never said that in my, my career. Like it's for me, it's kind of like, oh, if I have to go to work, I guess I work at a, Fox is a cool place to work. The Dash mm -hmm. Radio is a cool place to work. But I've never said like, I, I can't wait to go to work. Yeah. It astounds me how much I talk about Disney, like to my girlfriend and stuff. And I'm like, like, man, I've been spending all our time talking about work, but it's exciting for me. And so I'm in a good place, man. I think I do. Good for you, man. I got to tell you, it takes one hell of a person, a partner, to support someone that is living, you know, that hustle life. Let me tell you, my wife is a rock star. We got two toddlers and she's an entrepreneur oh. herself. So we kind of support man. each other. You know what I'm saying? And it can you know, I've been in the past, it, that has not been the case. I mean, luckily it is now yeah. with my wife, but with other relationships, you know, fall apart. Friendships yeah. fall apart. Yeah. No social life, no whatever. Yeah. So you start to you start to think, man, is this all going to be worth it? Is this, am, yeah. I, am I getting burnt out? How do you combat that? Focus and, and really just staying aligned with why you're doing it. That's what keeps me going, man, because... It can be, like you said, it can be hard. And, and, and it's definitely shout out to the spouses of guys like us because it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. Um, and my girl takes a back seat as far as time to me a lot. Um, the finances are up and down. Sometimes my phone will be blowing up with jobs and contracts and things. And then there's other times where it'll be quiet. I'm like, where are the, where are the clients at? You know? <laughs> so um, Feast or it, famine. Like, that's why I have. Way. Exactly. Yeah. And so sometimes for me, that's why I try and stay multifaceted. Sometimes I'm making money from Comic-Con. Sometimes it's from design. Sometimes it's from the clothes. It, it all depends. But um, yeah, she, she she's a team player. And I just, like I said, just stand aligned with your why. I really have, we're visual guys. I have a vision for my life and an image for, for our life in my head. And so I'm like, we're going to get to that. And that's in reach. We just got to yeah stay the course and I help her where I can help her and she helps me where she can help me. And that's just, you know, that's just life. And if we're cool every day, we wake up, if we're cool rolling these dice and we're cool on the, on the plane that we're at, then it's a good, I, I salute you and your wife. Cause when you throw kids into it, it gets <laughs> even crazier, man. My brother, I'm an uncle of three. And so I'm like, that's, a, that's something my girl and I have been very strategic about right now. It's like, we're not adding kids to this pot right now. So. I got to tell you what you said really resonates with me. Um, I did an episode about high definition goals and it was a little controversial because I start out with dreams are for losers, but goals are for winners. Yeah. And I used to be a dreamer a and it wasn't until I tapped in and created really high definition goals. Like you said, the vision, exactly what it looks like and feels like that stuff started to line up and the work started to matter more and feel better. And it was okay to give up on some things. Now yeah. it's not perfect and I'm still growing every day, but that is the thing. 
that is the thing and that whole mentality where you're just talking about the difference between dreams and goals and I feel like the difference between those is the dreams is more of a wish and the goal is more of a attacking attaching um a timeline and a destination and a plan of attack to that yeah like we gotta hit this goal or goal by a certain amount like there's a it's a goal you know without those constrictions it's just a dream I want to pivot for a second and talk about a post that I saw and it was on your uh, Instagram and it was um, a picture with a, a, I think it was a tweet you put over it. And the, the sentence was, it's not who you meet, it's who introduced you. And I was like, whoa, that's what I want to talk about. What does that mean to you? So that, that that guy in the picture uh, was a rapper. He, he is a rapper. He's an entrepreneur he's a, and a client. Started off as a client. And now we've got a personal relationship. His name's Problem, Jason Martin. So he's like a, a well-known West Coast rapper out here in L.A. And he knows everybody in Los Angeles, right? And so you wonder how these a guy like that develops such such a network. And especially there's a difference between knowing someone and like, you know, like they know who I am, but like really having a rapport and a relationship with someone and, yeah. them, and them taking you seriously. And I feel like most people get out here and they want to speed to that goal we talked about. They just want to speed to it. However, I can get to my goal as fast as possible. So I want to do that. And sometimes that's not always the move. You know, it's like I could rush to meet Will Smith and then I get in front of Will Smith and I have nothing to bring to the table yeah. or I just meet him at a meet and greet or I meet him as a fan. However, if someone that he values and respects introduced me to Will Smith, well, now I'm sitting in a completely different seat. Mm -hmm. And so I more so tell people to really politic how to get to someone and the right way to get to someone rather than just can I get to something? Yeah, a lot. Could mean the difference in your career. And Problem was the one that really explained that to me. And I always thought he could help me more than he could help me sometimes. Like, why don't you introduce me so-and-so? Why don't you introduce me so-and-so? Why don't you do And he was like, just relax, relax, in time, in time. Remember, he's a very smart dude. He's introduced me to people in, in specific settings because just if you're in that building or in that room, automatically you're, I don't want to say somebody, but it comes with a certain level of respect so he was like i didn't want to introduce you to so-and-so just at my listening party i wanted to introduce you to so-and-so here at this event because mm. it's going to speak volumes and things of that nature so just really giving a higher level thinking as to how you you network and, and navigate the city so that's, that's kind of what inspired that 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 tweet and that quote because it changed how, how i think about networking and if i might bring it full circle your parents are the ones that introduced you to hustling you know it's not like they beat it into you it's not like no nope. they forced you into it yeah they nurtured this idea from the ground up and here you are today making it work it's just my dad is actually in california right now um visiting and and i get to talk to him as an adult and i asked him about that and it was very interesting to hear that that was a very purposeful decision by him and my mother like he said we knew that we wanted to instill business principles and entrepreneurship in our children and coming from detroit you know if you're not one of those people making it work and putting the work in 
you're going to get eaten alive in that place and fall into some real crap. Definitely. And my parents, I actually grew up in, in Southfield, which is a suburb of Detroit. It's right outside of Detroit. But my parents had me there all the time and, and, and let me know. They're like, yo, this is where we live. This is where all your cousins live. This is where everybody, you know, this is where you'll be if you don't, you know, kind of make something in your life. And he's like, we're giving you a, a great opportunity, you know, learning out there where you're learning and, and being having the experience that you have. Um, and so really life is about what you do with it. And I, and I came from an area where I was just around so many spoiled kids, man. They got everything they wanted. And my dad was treating me in the suburbs like an inner city kid. And I'm getting nothing that I want. I got to work for everything. Mm -hmm. And I, I used to resent him when I was young. And I would be like, man, like, why you even got me out here looking stupid mm -hmm. in front of people that have so much? And he's like, son, and he used to tell me, he's like, life is going to beat them up one day. And he was like, one day something might happen to their parents or they might have a falling out or they just won't be eating from a silver spoon. He's like, life's never going to beat you up and I would never take that away from yourself. Mm. And he was, and he, and he let me know, he was like, you'll thank me for it one day and I promise you, your friends are probably going to admire you for it one day. He just spoke to me. I, I didn't understand it then, but I, I get it more and more now, man. Okay, so now the final question that I ask every guest, which is, what object or thing that you own that is non-digital means the most to you or has impacted your life the most and why? That is a great question. I will say my notebook mm. because I think there's a, a magic to as a designer and as a creative, just getting your ideas out with a pencil and paper. So before we even get to the computer and, you know, I always tell people, you're an artist. And so the, the MacBook, Adobe, all that are just tools to get out your art. But if you're an artist, you're an artist, you know, whether it's music, anything. So just that basic form to get out my art and my expression and my, the first shots of my logos and my ideas and my to-do list, it all comes from that notebook. So that's probably what's impacted me the most because it's spawned my whole career. That's great, man. You can't hack into that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> can't hack into my notebook, baby. That's all me. <laughs> well, listen, Aaron Coney, designer, entrepreneur, talent manager. Thank you for coming on, carving out some time, being on the podcast. And I can't wait to have you back next time. Thank you so much for having me, man. I had a blast. And yeah, I feel I realized we didn't talk too much about design itself. So maybe we'll have to come back and spend some more time on creative process design. Right. And stuff. I like to really, I like to really dive into other things because at the end of the day, everything impacts everything else. And design is that, that thread to me. So, yeah. you know, you got it. You got it in and spades. I, I, I kind of look at your podcast like that. Like design is the, the common factor, but it's our, differences what we do outside of design and make this unique you know your difference is your destiny so it's cool to talk about you design your life you know you, hey. de you design your businesses you design you know how your bedroom's set up all these things yeah. anyway we could go on yeah we're gonna we have to go, go on, on and on thank <laughs> you for having me man i really appreciate it thank you that will do it for this week friends thank you again to my guest and thank you again 
to all of you tuning in. I can't tell you how valuable you are to me. I would also like to give a really special shout out to all of the new patrons of the show, including, of course, my new executive producer, Brian Sullivan. Now, if you're wondering how you might best support the show, head over to patreon.com slash XD podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash XD podcast. I also have a link in the show notes. And check out all the perks of becoming a patron of the show here. And listen, if Patreon doesn't float your boat, if it's not your thing, I get it. But a subscribe or a view or share, it's always just as meaningful as something like Patreon to me. It really is so impactful. So with that, I can't wait to have you back next week. But until then, friends, stay curious. Experience Design is part of XD Media, LLC. All opinions are my own and do not reflect those of my current or former employers. 